0: Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts, and I am your coach for this episode. Thank you guys for continuing to download and to share the podcast. I am so excited that you all are enjoying the content. I plan on giving you more and more and more to continue to empower you and to stretch you in your life's goals and in your life. I want you to continue to share it. Also, don't forget, keep checking out my website. I'm getting ready to do some new things to it in the, in the very near future. So you want to keep checking back at com. You can also go there and book your private coaching sessions. And check me out on Facebook and Instagram at I am roberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and healing and for progress for your life. So let's get your life moving forward. I'm sure you've seen the topic I want to talk with you about today, protocol for supporting those that grieve. Um, Unfortunately, you know, uh, on Monday... This Monday just passed, my best friend's mother, which was also very, who was also very dear to me, she transitioned, and um, this has been extremely hard on my best friend. It's been very, you know, me being on the inside, uh, witnessing and being the support for her. Um, it's been really, really hard on her. And as a supporter, I just started thinking about certain things um, just by what I'm witnessing, by the, the, the continual outpour of love and support being shown. Um, it just brought to heart a lot of things for me. And I felt like, man, you know what we are lacking? We are lacking a protocol uh, for those that support people that have ha- have lost people or uh, those that are grieving and I think it's so vitally important for us to have a protocol in these times it's seldom talked about because death is one of those things that um, we try to avoid <laughs> because of the pain that comes along with it but I want to challenge you today um, maybe you're in a good space while you're listening to this and maybe you have not suffered any loss recently uh, but This can be a preparatory tool for you as a supporter. We have a lot of literature out there dealing with the grieving process, but there's a lack of information for supporters during this time. So a lot of times as supporters, we don't know what to do. We don't know what to say. You're dealing with something that uh, uh, the person is experiencing undesirable feelings. It's, It's a pain like they've never experienced before. And what do you say in those times? Well, you know, as supporters, our main goals should be to offer condolences, of course, and to just make ourselves available for whatever is needed. Sometimes just being present. And what I mean by present, not sitting in their faces, but just being available is the best thing that we could possibly be when indiv- for individuals that are suffering in this type of pain. Now, I know many of the things that I'm getting ready to share with you are going to sound egregious and and they may even clash with many of our cultural norms. But it's time for us to break out of these cultural norms and start being empowered to support each other. You know, you may not have lost any, a loved one yet, but in time, we all will because it is a part of the cycle of life. But wouldn't it be great for us to have uh, an instinct on, si- on the inside of us that tells us what it is we should and should not do in those moments? So I'm going to give you a list. I have a, a 11 things, guys, and I could have kept going, but I stopped because I'm like, OK, come on. Wait, I don't want to hold them too long on the podcast. But I have 11 grieving no-no's. That's what I'm calling them. These are the no-no's when it comes to grieving. And I just want to kind of share them with you. Uh, You can go back and listen to this and jot them down or continue to listen to them. But I want to share these because I believe it's going to revolutionize the way you support individuals that are suffering loss. So the first one, number one, if you are not a part of the individual's intimate circle, Please text or send a voice message but do not flood them with calls at that moment. When people lose loved ones, space is so necessary for psychological processing of the pain. I know we mean well. I know we just want them to hear our voice. They can hear your voice on a on a voice note. They can they can feel you through a text, but let's give people the space that they need to psychologically process through that pain, because the pain is real. Yes? So don't feel bad. You know, calls are good. But if you're not a part of that intimate circle where calls are expected, please just send a text, send a voice note. It would be so greatly appreciated when the individual is ready to listen to or read the text. Number two, please don't show up to their homes without an invite or permission. I don't know it's cultural we you know we 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 want to show up we want to bring food we want to do this we want to be around them they need people around them but listen just because they are grieving does not mean that they're not cognizant of of who they want around them in those moments Yes, they appreciate everyone's care. They appreciate everyone's support, but don't show up to their house uninvited. Don't show up into their space without someone that is close to them saying, "Yes, they would love to see you." This is we we're working on giving them a safe space to psychologically process this pain. Number 3. If you are bringing food and this is big for my black folk out there and my island folk, if you're bringing food, Find out what the family's dietary needs are. Do not assume that everyone's eating chicken or drinking sodas. And yes, I said that intentionally. I'm a black girl. So that is my culture. Everyone's bringing fried chicken and and uh, rolls and, and, and sodas. And, you know, we're going to sit around and we're... Listen, if you're going to bring food, first find out if they want food. But find out what the dietary needs are if they're, they're, if they're open to food. Stop assuming that everyone eats what you eat or that everyone eats particular things during this time. That is so important. Some people may be vegetarian. Some people may be allergic to certain things. Uh, you Don't waste your food and don't cause um, problems in the family You know because we didn't follow the protocol. Number four. Don't expect a call or a text back. If you're going to call or text for support, call and, and text for support. But don't be expecting anything in return in those moments. Why? Because emotional pain can be debilitating, causing the individual to not have the energy to respond to the overwhelming amount of texts and calls. I know we think we're the only text or we're the only call, but understand, multiply you by tens and tens and tens and tens of people. That's a lot for someone who's trying to psychologically process loss. So don't expect it. Don't expect it. Just do it from your heart. Do it from support and and be present if they happen to text or call you back. Number five, when you do have an opportunity to talk or see them, be considerate of their time and their emotional energy. This is not the time to hold them up for a long dialogue about memories and recollections, and this is not the time for that. You know, it is not the time to to have our our um to 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 just go in those spaces where the individual may not be in the mental space to to desire it or want to deal with it. You have to realize, out of consideration, that you are just one of many calls. You are one of many visits that they have to muster up energy to entertain. We have to be mindful of this. If we're going to be supporters, I mean, remember, I'm talking to the supporters. If we're going to be supporters, some of us don't have a problem with any of these things because we just distance ourselves. But for the supporters, for the true supporters out there, these are things we have to be cognizant of. Number Six, if you are an emotional mess, and this is a big one. This is one I have witnessed with my best friend and what she's walking through right now. But if you are an emotional mess, please keep your distance until you can be supportive and not so emotional. This is not the time for you to have a snotting match with the person who has suffered suffering the loss. This this is not the time for that, guys. If you're too emotional, if you feel like you're going to lose it, I'm not saying sharing a few tears, but if you're just all broken and oh my God, listen, do you understand? You don't understand what this person may be trying to, how this person is weathering through emotionally themselves. And if we're all overwhelmingly emotional, (laughs) excuse me, with them, what do you think? What do you think? how, How do you, how do you think the pressure affects them? This is all about consideration, guys, and and thinking about the person we're supporting. So if you're an emotional mess, just keep your distance. Send them a text text until you are able to be vocal and present in a physical or or, or a visual way. um, Because they don't need that in that time. That is not what sympathy does. Sympathy is not about crying with somebody. Empathy is not about just sitting there crying with somebody. Is feeling what they feel, but as a supporter, I play a role in this where it's my responsibility to make sure that I'm supporting them in their emotional distress. All right? Number seven, never ever post on social media because we are in a social media age, but don't ever post on social media before the family unless you have been given the permission to do it. Remember, this is all about consideration. You have to be sensitive to the family's privacy. It's so crucial for their processing. sometimes they have kids that they want to talk to about particular this these types of things before they hear about it based on social media. We got to be careful with that. Don't be calling all around the world unless you have been told you know unless it's been publicly released Now once it's public released, then it's, its it's good to go, but it's not fair for their children or their other family who has not heard yet to hear about it by social media or by by public interests. Let's be mindful of that. Be sensitive to this time in people's lives when they are dealing with voids, uh, holes in their hearts because of the loss. Number eight, don't let food, we talked about that a little earlier, don't let food be your only offering. Financial support goes a long way in times like these. Yes, culturally, we just love buying food, but hey, you ever thought about it? put, take that, those, convert those dollars you were going to spend for food into a Zelle or a cash app or some form of, of, of money transfer to the individual. It can go so much longer uh, a farther way than them eating a meal. Even gift cards, if you wanted to, to, to supply groceries, but let's not, let's not um, be so f- single focused or tonal focused that we don't realize that there are other types of support we can provide outside of food calls and texts. Number nine, don't call a text more than once a day unless you are part of that inner circle where it's expected. Because too many calls can become overwhelming to someone who is heartbroken. There is a thing such as psychological fatigue and fragility and and most times when people are in this mental state, they are not interested in entertaining all of our calls, all of our texts. But because of their hearts, for many people, they will subject themselves to it and answer them. Unreluct- uh, they will answer them reluctantly, or or respond reluctantly. And we don't want to have to put them in a position to be pulling on psychological energy like that. So let's be mindful of that. Once a day, guys. Unless you're, you're, it's, it's expected from you to be more than once a day. And don't keep calling them back if they haven't called you back. It's okay. I told you. It's don't Don't expect it. All right? Just once a day and leave it there. Number 10. Do not share the individual's personal information without permission. I'll say that again. Do not share the individual's personal information without permission. I will say this: My best friend has received so many unknown texts uh, from numbers she she don't even know who these people are. And I know people are doing it from their hearts and from a very good space. But it from her side, just sitting with her, sitting present with her, it is frustrating to her. And so we, we remember: If we're supporting them, let's not let's not if we're supporting, let's not add more pressure. Let's not add more frustration and aggravation. Remember, when people have suffered loss, they're not emotionally sober. So the lack of sobriety does not give them the, the normal grace that they would have when dealing with unknown numbers. So, and that only happens when people start sharing information that the end of other people never had. Because if you had it, I would have your number. Right? Sharing, sharing an individual's address. And their phone number without permission is a big, big no-no. Find someone that is connected to the individual or the family and communicate through them. Find out through them if, if it's okay. And if the individual wants direct contact, trust me, they will relay that message back to you through their connections. And number 11, don't take anything personally during this time gently remind yourself that this is not about you supporting them, but it's about them being supported by you. Support is only effective when we meet the needs of the individual in a way that is conducive for them, not based on our assumptions, but what they are expressing they need from us. As a as a supporter, I want you to remember this. Remember that you are a powerful role. You play a powerful role in the life of someone who is grieving. Don't blow it or mess it up by not being attuned to the griever's needs. We have to become more attuned to their needs. How do we do that? Through empathy, of course, but also through finding out what the needs are and not necessarily from the individual. But sometimes you got to kind of go through their connections to find out what do they need? Support is... Listen, support needs a protocol, guys. Loss does not dismiss the need for a protocol. Protocol can definitely be instrumental for the individual and their family. This helps provide them with a solid support while they heal forward. I'm, I'm hoping that this has been helpful for every listener because this is not a categorical topic. This topic hits home for every single one of us. Sometimes we will be the supporter. Sometimes we will be the one in need of support. But to all of my supporters out there, I want you to know that I see you, I hear you and I think you are absolutely amazing for giving yourself over to supporting individuals during this time. I will say this, me being in this position, I think this is the first time I have literally been in a friend's seat where I have had to support them through a loss so severe. And it is taking everything in me to um, not give over to my own emotional state and stay present for my best friend. I love her and I want the best for her and I want to see her heal for it. So I stay in my role. My role is to support her. My role is to be present for her. My role is to to help and assist in any way I can with her and her children and so I'm learning a lot this is an expansion for me I'm learning a lot in this position I've never played this role before but I will say this it's important for me to keep myself healthy for me to make sure I'm processing the emotions also you know, but within my own space, not in her face and I wanted to encourage you to do the same whether you're supporting now or whether you will have to support in the future. So family, remember, stay healthy. I love you guys. And as I always tell you, I know we can do this. I want you guys to have an amazing day, amazing week. And um, let's stay supportive. But let's fall into some protocol. Have a great one, guys.